ladies and gentlemen, I think it's officially over. The New York Giants, they're not eliminated from the playoffs, but I think you kind of feel that the season is over officially. No more hype trains, no more this and that, just more evaluation going forward. Welcome back to the Big Blue in the Bronx podcast. Hit that like button for me, subscribe, comment, do all the good stuff, turn on post notifications so you know when a live stream pops or a video drops. Appreciate y'all coming back. Share this out. Do all the good stuff again. Um, you know, we're working hard here. We're doing a lot of different things heading into 2024. We're going to the Senior Bowl and doing media interviews and all these other different things. So hit the subscribe button, hit the join button, do all the good stuff. So not surprisingly, the New York Giants lost to the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. Uh, they lost 24-6. They didn't score a single touchdown, which, you know, kind of brings us back to the this centric point that that whole Green Bay game was a complete anomaly uh, for a lot of reasons offensively. And, you know, defensively, there's some moments, but offensively, you just kind of know, hey, that the whole thing against Green Bay, the whole facade was a complete anomaly. And now it's played into the fact that the season's basically over. You play Philly, you play the Rams, you play Philly again. And the Giants have to beat all these different teams and have to hope for all these different chances to get that seven seed. Tommy DeVito, of course, will remain the starter. Um, Tyron Taylor, you know, he'll still be the backup unless Tommy DeVito gets injured. Um, yeah, you know, there's going to be some evaluation about this game. And we'll talk about some stuff afterwards on the outlook because, you know, there's no... Hey, maybe the Giants could do this. No, I'm pretty sure a lot of the fan base now is recognizing the season is over. The hype trains are over. Time to, if you want to, root for tank and draft picks and all those different things. So, there's that. But, got to go through team stats first. Actually, well, general stats and then we'll go into team stats. Uh, Tommy DeVito, 20-34, 177 yards. Tyron Taylor, 2-4, for 13 yards. Derek Carr, 23 of 28, 218 yards, three touchdowns, and Taysom Hill for one. Giants rushing attack, which we'll talk about more in depth. Not very good. Tommy DeVito, four carries, 36 yards. Saquon, Bar Saquon Barkley, um, nine carries, 14 yards. New Orleans rushing game. Alvin Kamara, 16 carries, 66 yards. Jamal Williams, eight carries, 24 yards. Leading receiver for the Giants was Darius Slayton, four receptions, 63 yards. Darren Waller, four receptions, 40 yards. Four receptions, 25 yards for one. No Robinson. And New Orleans receiving game, Alvin Kamara was the lead receiver, five receptions, 44 yards. Juwan Johnson, two receptions, 38 yards, and a touchdown. Keith Kirkwood and Jimmy Graham also caught touchdowns, too. Um, you look at the defensive side of the ball for the Giants. Jason Pennock had the only sack. He was also the leading tackler, aside from a Sean Robinson. You also had a tackle for loss and a quarterback hit. TFL for Micah McFadden, too. Um, and then two quarterback hits. Bobby Okereke having one. So the Giants, which we'll talk about, did not touch the quarterback. New Orleans defensive side of the ball. Tano Passigno. Three tackles for a loss. Four quarterback hits and three sacks. So this will be his best career game, I bet. Uh, Demario Davis. One sack. Two tackles for loss. Ten tackles. And a quarterback hit. Brian Breesey. Ricky from Clemson, two sacks, two quarterback hits, two TFLs. Carl Granderson, a quarterback hit, a tackle for a loss, and a sack. Um, 
yeah, that's pretty much that. So the Giants totaled, uh, excuse me, the Saints totaled seven sacks, nine tackles for loss, five pass deflections, and eight QB hits compared to the Giants. Well, they totaled a sack, two TFLs, two quarterback hits, and no pass deflections at all. Moving forward, you go to the team stats. The Giants had obviously less first downs. Saints had 20, the Giants had 12. The Saints had 11 passing first downs, the Giants had 7. The Saints had 7 rushing first downs, the Giants had 3. Both teams got first downs for penalties twice. Giants were 2 for 16 on third down, which is pretty fucking bad. The New Orleans Saints were 6 for 12 on third down, and the Giants were 3 for 5 on fourth. New Orleans didn't even have to attempt. Total plays, 61 for the Giants, 58 for the Saints. Total yards, it wasn't even that much. 296 for the Saints, 193 for the Giants. Both teams had nine total drives. Uh, yards per play, 5.1 for the Saints, 3.2 for the Giants. Let me take a look. Uh, red zone, Giants were 0 for 0 because they never made it to the red zone. Not surprising. 2 for 2 New Orleans, 5 penalties, 32 yards for the Giants, 6 penalties, 58 yards for the Saints, and time possession ran down to 33-27 for the uh, New Orleans Saints and 26-33 for the New York Giants. So, let's break into the offense here, which obviously was the main reason we lost. And there's a lot of different things to, you know, break down in, in this segment. Uh, let's start with the quarterback. I, I thought Tommy DeVito didn't play his best game. I thought there was a couple of missed throws, actually. Um, you know, part of that, yeah, was due to the offensive line, but there was still some missed throws. Missing them in terms of, like, accuracy and missing them in terms of, like, not reading the field. And uh, to be honest with you, the story's over. Nobody cares anymore. This is the brutal reality. This is New York. This is not some jingle all the way, middle of nowhere, where everybody's going to sing Kumbaya and da 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 No. Story's over, right? Nobody cares about Tommy Cutlets anymore. The media is not going to pick it up anymore. It's a brutal ending, but it's the way it is. It's the way the life is, right? Um, we were bound to smash reality in the face at some point. I didn't take the Giants seriously unless they beat the Saints and they beat the Eagles. And even then, if the Giants beat the Saints, beating the Eagles is a tough task. It's a tall task at that. And Tommy DeVito will get playing time down the stretch, right? This, he's not getting benched. It's not the end of his career. Um, but he will get playing time down the stretch, and he's done at least a solid job to where he's going to come in as a backup next year and compete for that backup job. He ain't competing for no starting job, that's for sure. You know, I think it's going to be Daniel Jones, a rookie QB, maybe another backup, and Tommy DeVito. Uh, I think that's that. Um, but, you know, he didn't play well. Not all on him, but the story's over. And I said this before, a little bit of a scumbag move from Sean Stellato, and it's just like God came down and made... Stellato and the DeVito, not really the DeVito crew, but Stellato, like, kind of hit reality in the face, like, made his head hit a wall, because, I don't know if you guys heard, Darren Ravel tweeted it, that there's a pizzeria in Jersey that wanted Tommy DeVito to, you know, come and do some promotions, and some autographs, and all that sort of stuff, and listen, obviously, you know, it's gonna be a lot of money either way, because it's an NFL player, happens to be popular at the time, so the original price was 10k, which is something they agreed on. Um, within a matter of hours, for sure, maybe days, Sean Stalow said, no, 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 we want 20K now. 
and which is like real scumbaggy ish because it's not like you know you're doing Papa John's or you're doing this you're doing that you know it's not a big corporation it's a mom and pop store and you know obviously those are little to none anymore especially in New York and New Jersey um, you know who knows if they have good pizza who, who honestly cares it's just about the principle of the point and you know and then Sean Stellato canceled it because the owners I guess didn't agree which again $20,000 when you look at the grand scheme of things, is much, right? You know, mob and pop store, backup quarterback, who's going to be in the spotlight for 30 seconds. I mean, let, let's be completely honest. And, uh, and I know the people who, you know, love Jersey and love Tommy DeVito will probably come to his defense and all these other different things. But um, I just thought that was a real scumbaggy move. And then, of course, the Giants lose, so the DeVito story isn't good anymore. But, uh, you know, looking back on it, it seems like Stellato used this opportunity to his advantage and, you know, tried putting the cards in, in his way. And I know this is off subject from the Saints-Giants game, but, like, you know, dressing like fucking Junior Soprano in the first game against the Packers and then dressing like a goddamn leprechaun against the Saints. Like, I don't, uh, is this, is it, like, it's, I'm pretty sure it's about the DeVito family. It's about the DeVitos, it's about the DeVito family. I mean, great that he got into the Italian Sports Hall of Fame, but I don't know. I just think uh, he's in and over his head. So, again, Tommy DeVito, story is over. He'll come back next year and compete his backup and play down the stretch. This running game sucks. When I tell you this run blocking sucks, I mean, I, I think maybe there was like once or twice that Saquon could have had a hole to go through. But my God, this running game sucks. Uh, I don't know what it is. Specifically, I think the interior is a huge issue. It's been so many weeks, and this O-line has been able to gel. They've had since the Raiders game. So we've got the Raiders game. we got the Cowboys game. we got the Commandos game. we got the Pats game. we got the Packers game. you think five games would be enough to gel. This has been the most consistent unit in terms of on the field this year. And the sixth game, they, they still don't gel in terms of the running game. What is going on in that fucking room? It's just my general question, right? How do you not, like, practice this? Especially for the fact, or maybe even practice this, you get better at it. Because this is the focal point of your offense. Tommy DeVito, yeah, he threw for 34 times because Saquon Barkley couldn't run the fucking ball. Because the offensive line was getting stymied. And you know what the thing is, too, is just like, over the past few years, really over the last two, you could kind of circle in on that bad run defenses always have a get-right game against the Giants. Last year against Seattle, the Giants had nothing on the ground. They had nothing. Zero. Zilch. And the Seattle run defense was absolutely garbaggio coming into that game. What did they do? They held Saquon to max amount of yards. I should say, you know, a certain amount of yards. They held them to a low amount of yards. That's, that's overall. Saquon was not a factor in the game. Unless you count the touchdown that was basically gifted by the Adoree Jackson fumble. I don't get it. I seriously don't. It's not like Marcus McKeithen is playing. These guys are all seasoned vets except for Schmitz. Right? I mean, Thomas, I'm not going to blame him too much, to be honest with you. Because I don't think they're even running to his side. Um, so I'm leaving him out of the equation. And then Schmitz, you know, I hope he's getting better in the individual film. He did have a tough day, which we'll talk about. Um, but Pew, man, I mean, Pew looked fucking awful. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I don't sit here and try to stab at players for 
you know, certain things, but Pew looked awful. Like, I, I think it was either he was looking awful or the hamstring or whatever the hell was bothering him in practice this week. Something was off. Something was off, man. He was giving up sacks. He was giving up pressures. Not good. Uh, Tyree Phillips was dominated a few times. Bredesen, I mean, he's he's pretty much a backup at this point. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not looking pretty going forward because the Eagles have very good run defense and the Rams, they'll probably dominate us against the run because either way, the Giants can't run the football worth a crap. And, you know, I get it. There's some people out there that are, you know, they're very much pass first people. They're run first people. But you can't have either when you don't have a running or even can get a certain amount of yards. And let's see. What did Matt Breida do in this game? For anyone saying it's Saquon Barkley. Uh, three carries, ten yards. His longest carry was five yards. So two carries, five yards essentially. Which is like two point something yards per carry. Take out that five yard run. Can't do that. Can't do that. Um, and again, this is going to be a big step in the evaluation process for who's coming back next year. Because Bredesen's a free agent. I don't know if Tyree Phillips is. Justin Pugh's a free agent. So... You know, the Giants right now are looking at three new starters for next year. Um, and then, to, you know, I could continue this point and kind of go in the stunts and twists thing. That was consistent. It's consistent that they were getting beat on stunts and twists. And Schmitz had a couple of bad reps, definitely. But Justin Pugh, too, I mean, in pass protection, he was god-awful. He was. Like, let's let's be completely transparent about it. I mean, her, he would probably say it on his podcast that he was god-awful. The Giants allowed seven sacks and eight quarterback hits. No bueno. And there were times where Tommy DeVito didn't look good in the pocket. His presence wasn't good. And he would, like, melt like a goddamn ice cube in the middle of, ice cube in the middle of Sahara Desert. Um, but the interior was not good. The interior was not good. The offensive line just generally was not good. Um, and also it doesn't help that you had drop passes from Hyatt and Slayton. Now, Slayton was the leading receiver. I hated the fact that they didn't get Wandale involved till late because – he could have been such an X factor on offense. He really could have. Um, and I know I'm being picky here, but I get it. Yes, you know, some of the wide receivers may not have gotten separation and all these other different things, but where was the quick game, right? There was a particular play where the Giants committed a false start and there was an RPO to Robinson and Robinson would have had room to run, but of course it was taken back by a false start. Why not go back to that essentially later in the game? Why not go back to that when you're in the game, like why do you go to Wandale essentially when the game is over, when you're down three scores and it doesn't mean jack shit. Like if you're going to do that, do it to a receiver who's not going to be here next year. Like we're going to, this is not some bum from the fruit store or a seventh round pick that nobody cares about. Wandale Robinson, second round pick. He has the talent to be on the field consistently. Obviously injuries is the only thing, but he's got the talent and the speed to be on the field consistently and be a threat to opposing corners. Why was he not used? Like, that's that's one thing I'm a head-scratcher for. Um, but just not happy about that. Just not happy about that. But with that being said, <clears throat> you have to talk about SeatGeek, folks. They sponsor us. If you guys haven't already, go to SeatGeek for your concert tickets. Go to SeatGeek for your Tailgate tickets for your game tickets, twenty dollars uh, off with the promo code Big Blue in the 
Bronx Dutton abbreviated is just the name of the podcast name of the YouTube channel. Um, so we're going to talk about the defense now, which given they only give up 17 points, they still had some inconsistencies that showed. And it shows that the Giants will need to draft a player or two on the defensive side of the football. Um, I'll start with a little to no pass rush. Two quarterback hits. And it's not like the Saints are some all-pro offensive line. Like, if you look at the stats, um, they've given up the 10th least sacks in the NFL, which is a good thing. But the thing is, you look at individual play, it's not good, right? Um, You know, Ryan Ramchek was out. They played Landon Young at right tackle, who is no world beater by any stretch of imagination. You couldn't tell me that Kayvon and all these different guys couldn't get to the passer. I mean, I mean, seriously, it's just like, it's a joke. It's just, this is the problem with the New York Giants. Now, Kayvon, he did cause a couple of holding penalties, so I can give him credit there. And Dex, you know, he showed he showed up a little bit with the rush, but didn't really get any pressure. Um, this is a problem with the Giants. They don't have a consistent mentality of showing up against big teams. Now, the Saints aren't no big team. They're not big team at all. Right? They're not the Eagles. They're not the Cowboys. They're not the Niners. No, 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 no. They're not those teams. But that's a problem that they're not, not those teams, and you're not showing up. Like, I would have been, you know, very happy had they got a couple of sacks and the pressures. Because, like, hey, listen, you, you got back there and did your job and all these different things, but that's in a parallel universe. The Giants did not get to Derek Carr at all, which I'm very pissed about. You know, you look at different things for evaluation down the stretch. I mean, again, Andres Pete, he's not that good. Eric McCoy, solid center. Cesar Ruiz, not great. Jeff McAlino told us that. I forget who the left guard is. James Hurst, he's average. Why can the Giants sit there and dominate the commander's line? They could go after Bailey Zappi and all of them, but they can't get to New Orleans. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. Which, again, will be assessed in the draft. The Giants will have to get another defensive lineman or another edge rusher. You know, Aziz. Everyone was clamoring for Aziz. Yeah, you know, he had such a great game against Green Bay. Well, just like all the other games he played, he was quiet this game. Didn't do much of anything. Kayvon had more of an impact in the running game, my personal opinion. Dex, again, he showed up a little bit. Other than that, I will credit one guy who's uh, one of the lead tacklers on the team. That's Ajon Robinson. Rakeem Nunez-Oches was getting torched out there. And it was pretty bad uh, in the running game. But Ajon Robinson definitely makes the case to come back next year. And I know, you know, you really don't want these sentimental one-year contracts. But, you know, if they play well, kind of should bring them back another year. And still draft over Ajon Robinson. I'm not saying start him, but... You know, bring in another defensive lineman. Or if you want, play DJ Davidson and Jordan Riley. And see, you know, what you're getting out of them. And I think they should play more down the stretch. Like, I know Dex, you know, was limited because of the hamstring injury. But what's the point of playing Nacho? Because, hey, we signed him this one-year contract? No, the, the point should go to playing Jordan Riley and DJ Davidson because you invested picks in them and that they should be part of your depth. Not saying they should play 70% of the snaps, but like 40%, 45%, 
you know, next to Dex. That'd be a good idea. So, again, the Giants will have to assess part of the trenches on both sides of the football in the draft and in free agency. Preferably the draft because it's more sustainable. One of my biggest problems that kind of led to one thing, led to another. The, well, the fact that the Giants played a bunch of zone coverage, I didn't really understand it. And, you know, there's games where, like, okay, Wink did a good job. The defense didn't execute this, any other thing. Um, this is a game where I really don't understand Wink's game plan, right? Little to no blitzing. Now, there were times where they blitzed and they didn't get home. Which, you know, I, I could blame on a couple of different things. Maybe the exotic looks because, you know, you would have, let's just say, six guys at the line of scrimmage looking like they're going to blitz. Number one, they look like they're going to blitz. So Derek Carr knows that he's a smart veteran. Uh, number two is that's a look they've seen before. And if it's just everybody rushing a gap that's right in front of them, then the offensive line is going to know to pick that up. Again, one of the only ones that they didn't know was the Jason Pinnock sack. And that was really Jason Pinnock destroying Jamal Williams. But I didn't understand, like, getting roasted in zone coverage. We let tight ends beat us for big plays. Jawan Johnson was one of them. He had a 23-yard catch. Uh, Jimmy Graham had a touchdown. Uh, I don't get that one either. Uh, Lynn Bowden Jr. had some key receptions during the game. It was a, basically a nobody. He was a draft pick of, I think it was the Raiders. And then he went to the Dolphins, and now he's a saint. But, like, letting these nobodies beat at us, I mean, I get it. Carr only passed for 218 yards, but it looked bigger than it actually was. But at the same time, our corners were getting killed. Adore Jackson has basically made the case, right, to where he's not coming back next year. I don't think he's coming back next year. Unless they restructured his contract and I didn't know about it, um, I, I don't think he's coming back next year. I think the Giants will need to sign a corner, draft a corner, something along those lines to be aside Deontay Banks. Um, I think Nick McLeod should get more playing time in the slot. If he could fit there, honestly, because Darnay Holmes, I mean, he didn't play this game, but we know he's not good. Cordell Flott seems to lack understanding of zone coverage. Is the scheme too complex for him? Is he just not IQ smart? Those are things you're going to have to really evaluate down the stretch right these next three games we talk about the young players that's gonna be something you evaluate down the stretch you know um if he can't do zone coverage maybe you're looking for a change it depends i don't know what they're thinking but i would put nick mcleod in the slot a little bit more and this is not me being a fair take fan or fair weather fan or irrational fan but it's just true like if he cannot play zone coverage and you don't want to be sitting here subbing him out in zone coverage situations to where the other defense will be like, okay, Cordell Flott's out of the game, so they're going to play you know, some zone coverage. I mean, that's just something you're going to have to evaluate down the stretch, but Adoree Jackson made his case to not be on the team next year. Um, the middle of the field, again, wide open, but the little snow blitzing really bothered me because I get it, maybe he's trying to get on Dable's good side, but the blitzing aspect... Derek Carr is very vulnerable to pressure. We've seen that. There were times where they got there and he would throw it away. Or maybe make a mis 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 mystical throw or like just this impossible throw. But that was only maybe once or twice in the game if it happened at all. Carr, still dealing with injuries. His offensive line isn't good. So I don't understand why he wouldn't attack 
that portion being fucking vulnerable. Like, that's just, that's what pisses me off. Because I'm an aggressive type of guy. Like, I look at football aggressively. I look at football and, you know, pass happy because I think that's aggressive in today's league. And I look at defense aggressively in terms of blitzing. I don't like playing all this back zone coverage stuff unless you have a legitimate front four to get there. The Giants do not have a legitimate front four. Sorry, that's just facts. The Giants do not have a legitimate front four to get there. Kayvon and Dex. That's it. That's it. Aziz is garbage. The only guys can't get to the passer consistently are their run defenders. But even then, you know the situation. Why are you not blitzing? Why? So, anyway... Uh, that's for the defense. I mean, tight ends killing us for big plays. Didn't like that. Corners getting roasted in zone coverage. I don't know. Kind of didn't understand that. But we're going to go to snap counts now, which Dan Duggan usually has. And shout out to him, Giants beat media. Um, there's a couple of interesting ones. But also, since I just found this out, the Giants hosted a couple of People for a visit, wide receiver Michael Jefferson, who actually was uh, in the pre-draft process, but I believe he tore his ACL or something happened in an accident to where he was not signed by any team. Thomas Graham, who's solid, I I would actually take him. Uh, I believe he's a former Bears draft pick. I would take him, solid corner. Uh, Jordan Roos and cornerback Chris Jackson. So offense and defensive snap counts. 100% 100% for uh, Andrew Thomas, basically the entire offensive line, Bredesen, Schmitz, Pugh, Phillips, Thomas. 95% for Darius Slate, 94% for Tommy DeVito, which was because of that penalty stuff, which honestly I think is kind of bullshit because, you know, I thought that was a dirty hit. I thought that was a late hit. If it was Patrick Mahomes or Dak Prescott, they would have called it. And this is not me being a homer. It's just true. If it was any big quarterback in any big situation, they would have called it. But they didn't. Um, and then he gets checked for a concussion, which is like, okay, you didn't call the penalty. Why is he getting checked for a concussion? So Tyrod came in for a little bit. But uh, Wando Robinson, 85%. Jalen Hyatt, 71%. 56% for Daniel Bellinger. Saquon Barkley, only 50%, which is kind of surprising. Really surprising. Because I don't know. It's not injury that's bothering Barkley. Maybe it's the thing from earlier in the year with the ankle. But 50%, that just doesn't seem like Barkley's snap count niche. Uh, Darren Waller, 42%, 39% for Matt Breida, Isaiah Hodgins, and 29%, 18% for Eric Gray. He's going to need some evaluation down the stretch. 6% for Terod Taylor, 5% for Lawrence Cager and Sterling Shepard, 3% for Gunnar Olszewski, and 2% for Mark Lewinsky. The Giants ended up getting a penalty on the play that he was actually on. I think it was an uh, ineligible receiver downfield or illegal formation. Anyway, Xavier McKinney. And Bobby Okereke, they played 100%. Deontay Banks, 98%. 97%. Could have been 100% for Jason Pinnock, but he got injured for a snap or two. Uh, 90% for Kayvon Thibodeau. 81% for Adoree Jackson. 77% for Mike McFadden. 69% for Azizo Jolari and Sean Robinson. 60% for Rakim Nunez-Roches. 55% for Cordell Flat. 48% for Dexter Lawrence. 47% for Jihad Ward. 29% for Jordan Riley. 24%. For Isaiah Simmons, 18% for DJ Davidson, 16% for Nick McLeod, which is more than I thought, to be honest. Um, 15% for Dane Belton, and 6% for Benton Whitley. So some final thoughts just to mix in here, of course. Um, It's back to evaluation, right? There's going to be a number of guys the Giants have to evaluate down the stretch. 
and you would like to actually get a number and an eye for evaluation of these guys down the stretch. Like, this can't be, okay, we're going to go to next year. There's some guys that you could kind of wait till next year to evaluate. But at the same time, you kind of want to know what you have. We know what Tommy DeVito is, in my opinion. Um, you know, you could let him play down the stretch. Even if Tyrod started, which would be better chance for winning. Tyrod is a better quarterback. Um, you know, you know what Tommy DeVito is, but I guess you play him down the stretch just to see how he faces adversity against some very tough defensive lines. So there's that, right? Um, a big guy that we're going to talk about, and he's going to be in a video soon, Evan Neal. Uh, jury's still out on him. A lot of people are out on him, period. But, you know, he's going to have to get some playing time down the stretch in these next three games. Uh, against the Eagles at least once, and then the Rams. So, he needs to buckle up, get healthy, or else we're going to be going into year three needing a right tackle. Which is kind of the way I feel Right now, I'm going to be completely honest with you. And I know that sometimes rushing to judgment is not good. Uh, but this this is, you know, the Giants can't be sitting here doing Eric Flowers type shit to where, you know, Andrew Whitworth wanted to come in the building. But Jerry Reese said, no, Eric Flowers is good enough. Can't have that situation. You actually have to have competition for Evan Neal. And I mean solid competition. Like bring in a solid backup. Like Tyree Phillips, in my opinion, is not enough. Um, Javarius Owens. The Giants may or may not extend Xavier McKinney this offseason. And not like Javarius Owens is his big-time player or is his potential to be a big-time player. Probably a special teamer and a backup safety. But you kind of want to see him on the field because let's just say they don't re-sign Xavier McKinney. Dane Belton, Jason Pinnock, and said safety are the starting three safeties. Um, and one of them gets hurt. Javarius Owens is thrown in the game doesn't know what the fuck to do. Javarius Owens, I'm looking for him to be in snaps down the stretch. He should be at least. I don't think he will be. But he should be. Dane Belton. This one's bigger than Javari Owens because, let's see, how many snaps did Dane Belton play? He played a total of 15% of the snaps, which is nine snaps. Again, if Xavier McKinney goes into free agency and Jason Pennock is the only safety left, that is from Javari Owens, and they cut Bobby McCain, Dane Belton will have to see some playing time. And I get it, he's a fourth-round developmental pick, but you got to see what you have. You really have to see what you have in these next few games. Because if you go into year three with Dane Belton and, you know, hey, he's a fourth-round pick. Like, fourth round, I, I just don't think there's an excuse to say, oh, you know, this guy is just a developmental guy and this and the other thing. Like, the Giants drafted Dane Belton with a plan. It, it seems like that plan hasn't gone to, you know, fruition yet. Because, like, fourth-round pick I see as still a valuable player. As someone who can impact the game, right? And even fifth-round, Michael McFadden, he's turned into a, a solid fifth-round pick. Starter on the defense, no less. And obviously, Okereke being next to him is good. But we need to see something out of Dane Belton, in my opinion. Um, or else it's just going to be role player. And this is even, like, lesser role player than Julian Love. Because Belton technically... Along with Jason Pinnock, he's a replacement for Julian Love. And Pinnock's played more, and credit to him because, you know, he's played really well and he deserves his role. But Belton, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know. We got to see. Jordan Riley and DJ Davidson. Davidson, in my opinion, is more of you need to see him. Riley, too. Um, and I like the way that they've been including them in snaps. Really haven't declared... Uh, Riley or Davidson inactive. Both have been playing minimal. 
Jordan Riley more than Davidson, which I kind of I kind of get to be honest with you because I think Riley has a little bit more potential, um, especially what you saw in the preseason. Like you didn't really see that in the first year of DJ Davidson, even in the preseason, to where he's like tackling guys and you know stuff in the run. Like you see that more potential wise out of Jordan Riley, which is a seventh round pick, and nobody's gonna sit here and say, "Oh, that's a bad draft pick," you know, DJ Davidson. DJ Davidson's meant to be a backup, but you do want to see what you have in your in your quality depth players behind Dexter Lawrence because it's been you know how many years the Giants haven't had quality D line depth. Um, Nacho's not coming back next year. Rakim, uh, uh, Ashawn Robinson, he could come back, but you don't want to rely on it. And the Giants, in my opinion, should bring in another defensive lineman, maybe a third fourth round pick just to be next to Dexter Lawrence and have defenses like fear somebody in the running game or you know apply some pressure in the passing game too uh, alongside an edge rusher but that's a totally different story um, I don't think Benton Whitley Boogie Basham and Jihad Ward are really worth talking about I would like to talk about Eric Gray though because he's a backup running back he's a backup running back he hasn't gotten much spin this far um Jashawn Corbin is not going to be a part of the valuation process, unfortunately. And Matt Breed is not going to be here next year. So you don't want to be in a position where you have to get another draft pick to be put on a running back. You know, maybe you make it an undrafted free agent a la Keaton Mitchell. But, like, Eric Gray, I never really agreed with the draft pick because I always thought he was slow. And if he could be that third and one, like, pounded type of back okay but we haven't seen that yet because he's been injured and he hasn't stepped on the field too much and the Giants haven't put him in that position so over the next few weeks again tougher run defenses I would personally put Eric Gray in there just to see what he's got like I'm not saying bench Saquon Barkley but in those breeder reps I think Eric Gray should get a little bit more and I think that's it in terms of evaluating players I mean I went over the main rooks I'm not going to touch on guys that are not even going to be here next year. Flott is another guy. Like, you've got to evaluate him because I think also Nick McLeod, too. I think they should evaluate him a little bit more. And usually I would say, no, he's a backup. But he has some solid potential to be at least a good slot corner or a backup. So if you want to play him a little bit more. And they played him a decent amount. I think he played 18% of the snaps. Um, but, you know, uh, as far as Flott goes, he can't understand zone coverage. And if that's the case, that's a big problem. Uh, because let's just say Wink isn't here next year. What if that guy wants to run major zone coverage? Then he is the X-Man out. Um, also, Jalen Hyatt and Wondell Robinson. I kind of said this before. Jalen Hyatt, you know, there's no quarterback that's going to get him the football. So you kind of understand that a little bit more. And I hate to wait to the second year to watch Jalen Hyatt actually get competent passes. But Wondell Robinson is like, it's not like he's some vertical threat receiver. Blah, 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 blah. He's some, you know, Stefan Diggs type of receiver and all these other different things. No. He is a second round pick, so he should be valued in the evaluation process. And he's a short yardage catch guy, right? He's going to be in those short yardage situations over the middle. You're not going to put him over the middle too much because you don't want him to get rocked by a linebacker. But there will be times, you know, out routes. And crosser routes. Those are the type of routes that Wandale does really well. And sometimes you'll get some downfield action from him. But he's a second-round pick. Like, I just think that, you know, he's not going to be a number one in this league. He's going to be a solid number two or number three slash slot receiver. Like, that's just going to be his niche. And the Giants really need to get the ball to him, especially DeVito. Like, that's the security blanket he should have been going to all game. 
instead of just, you know, patting the ball in the pocket, getting sacked by the offensive line. The Giants need to do a better job of getting him involved. And I know he's not selfish. Wondell's a pretty good guy. Like, comment, subscribe, folks. Turn on post notifications so you know when the live stream pops or drops. Appreciate you coming back. We're doing more Yankee content on the channel, more Met content, more Giant content as well. We are 13 subs away from 1.7K. I want to get there by the end of the year. we got a couple of days to go. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.